What's up, sportsballers? Welcome to the second episode of Sportsball, and today's a very exciting one because, guys and girls, the madness is upon us. Basketball is here. The tournament has officially started with those play-in games, and we are just, as of this recording, two short days away from two of the craziest uh, days in sports with the round of 64 and the round of 32 coming. So in this episode, Andrew and I uh, break down the bracket, share our picks for the final four and the national champion, share some of our favorite March Madness memories. And then at the end, of course, we get a bit nerdy and talk about our viewing setup to how to watch um, the games the way that we prefer to do so. So here it is, episode two. Enjoy. Hello, Cam. Hey, what's up, Andrew? Not too much. We've just entered what are arguably the greatest two weeks in all of sports. Or really three weeks. It is, yeah, it is, well, I don't know. It is It is definitely in the top three for me. I would put the World Cup up there as well. Absolutely. Even when your home country's not in it? Oh, absolutely, because we're not any good. We don't deserve to be in it. So <laughs> with that like emotional thing removed, I can just sit back and watch world-class soccer on the that's, regular. That's true. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super pumped um, for the tournament. I think there's going to be a ton of really good games. I actually just finished my bracket like 20 seconds ago. Um, wow. And I think I made some really terrible decisions, but in those decisions, there's going to be some cool games. So we'll see what happens. I feel like this year's bracket was one of the more difficult to fill out. Like I don't remember hitting as many roadblocks in the past as I, as I did this year. Yeah, for sure. But my part of the problem for me is I really only paid attention to Big Ten basketball this year. I have the bandwidth to pay attention to anybody else, really. So um, it's not a shock that I have uh, – two big 10 teams in the final four and three of them in the elite eight. So <laughs> some bias there for sure. I have two in the final four as well. Which ones? I have Michigan and Purdue or Michigan state and Purdue. Oh, okay. I have Michigan and Michigan state. So one yeah, Homer pick for me, you know, I understand my, uh, my other side is Michigan and Purdue would play in the, the first semifinal. And the other side would be a, uh, a crosstown rivalry between Cincinnati and Xavier. That's that's how I see that one. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. I'd yeah, be happy with, with either of those. I mean, if Michigan can get to the Elite Eight, I will be uh, very happy. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously we saw what they did in New York, uh, what amounts to feel like now a month ago. Um, when it <laughs> no joke, right? A week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's funny that we're putting as much uh, uh, stock. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but we're we're putting a lot of trust in Big Ten teams that have been sitting on their uh, sitting on their hands now for for a while. I saw where uh, Tom Izzo took his team to Chicago to see Hamilton and a Bulls game. So that's one way to take advantage of the break. Um, that was I haven't seen what anyone else did, but but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what those Big Ten teams do after after this much rest. Because um, if there's a trend, Jim Delaney, uh, I think he's going to hear some uh, some criticism. Well, here's what I'm hoping: I'm hoping that the Big Ten teams perform 
roughly close to what is expected so that we can drop this whole week off mumbo jumbo because that's all it seems like people want to talk about when it comes to the Big Ten teams and their tournament being early. So selfishly, even though I have a podcast about sports, which would give me fodder to talk about as a, as a Michigan fan and as a long, you know, lifer in the Big Ten, like, can we just, they're kids. They love to play basketball. They're going to play fine. Yep. That's my, that's my sentiment. So I, I hope that the uh, four Big Ten teams play roughly close, if not better to than what is expected so that we can just drop this and just move on to what actually matters, which is the games. Yeah, but if they're both in the second week, or if they're all four in the second weekend, it's uh, it's a non-issue, um, without a doubt. What's like your one crazy upset? Uh, let me. Uh, I don't have like a ton. Um, that's I've got like the small ones, like the ten over the seven, right, or the nine over the eight, like nothing crazy. Um, do you have one? That will buy me a few minutes to look through mine. Um, no, I, I really don't. I've got um, NC State getting past KU, and I almost went as far as to pick Penn over KU. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I have Auburn over KU. That's probably my craziest one. All right. Man, there's and, a lot and, of love for the Jayhawks on this podcast. It's a good thing we live, what, 35 minutes from campus? Yeah. So <laughs> the only reason I gave that that thought was because right as soon as the draw, the 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 draw, you can tell I'm a tennis guy because we call them draws. As soon as the bracket was announced, um, it was brought to my attention that Cornell defends, or excuse me, Penn defends the three very well. And they also have a coach whose name I do not know, but apparently he brought a Cornell team in a few years ago to Allen Fieldhouse and gave them all they could handle. So he, to me, it's like, all right, if there's one crazy game, but long term, it's not worth like, it's not worth trying for points wise. Uh, so if it happens, fine. But I don't have K State going far enough that if they were to, if that would actually happen, it would wreck my bracket. So. I'm just going to let them advance. I'm going to let the Jayhawks advance. But it'll be like the uh, the neighborhood murder where you're like, yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised, but I'm not shocked if they're going to lose. <laughs> wow. That got dark. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that's how I feel. You well, know, my Hilltoppers came within seven points of, of beating the, the Jayhawks as a 16 seed three, yeah. four years ago here in Kansas City. And um, so I feel like they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to just pile on to the, the Jayhawks, you know, kicking them all they're down. The last few times they played Michigan in the tournament, Michigan has won. So, you know, I'm right there with you, man. Yep. Now, that being said, if I got free tickets to go to a game at Allen Fieldhouse, I would still totally go. Absolutely. But I'm not, but I'm not paying for it. <laughs> no. All right. So. That's kind of who do you have winning? Have you already said that? Uh, Michigan State. Michigan no. State over Cincinnati. We can't do this show anymore. I, I understand, really? but if you okay, here's my here's my logic though. Like the the Midwest bracket is the the least trustworthy of of all four sections. Okay. 
because I think KU is, as I've just discussed, Kansas is vulnerable. Uh, that second round matchup with Oklahoma and Duke, like you still can't trust Oklahoma. Like if Trey Young catches fire, there goes Duke. Uh, and then Michigan State sitting there quietly. So like to me, it feels like there's going to be a few teams that knock off the Giants in in the Midwest. And it's going to open the door for Michigan State. It's not necessarily that I think that Michigan State's maybe the best team. Um, it's that I feel like there's some big hurdles there for for Kansas and Duke particularly, and that's going to open the door to get Michigan State to um, to San Antonio. Right, and I'm right there with you. I have Michigan State winning the Midwest as well. Yeah, but my my issue with not my issue, like whatever you can pick whoever you want, but like, what is what is your logic? How do they beat Villanova? They don't have to because oh, uh, Purdue's coming out of the bracket and you're in, your, in, your, yep. in yours. Okay, all right. And, and I think you just have an experience factor. I mean, if if my final four shakes out as I, or if the final four shakes out as I have it, you're gonna have um, three out of the four coaches who have never been to a final four. And I think there's a maturity factor. We've seen what Izzo has done in the past when he gets there. So I, I think there's kind of that, that experience factor that then plays in if they get to San Antonio again, all hypothetical at this point, but that that's where my logic's coming from. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a familiarity then with Purdue that I think they can beat them on a neutral court and then they can beat a, a Cincinnati team. All right. Interesting. I, your logic is sound, you know, we'll see if it shakes out that way, but you, you approach this a little more rationally than I did. <laughs> well, and, and my issue too is I'm, I'm really good at picking like the first weekend, mm-hmm. but then second and third weekends, I'm a disaster. So this year I'm trying, like I'm, if I can take a few hits the first weekend, but still have maybe my entire elite eight intact heading into the second weekend, I'm going to feel pretty good. But um, a lot of times what happens is I'll hit like 26, 27 out of the 32 games. And then the next day, my sweet 16, I'll have like 10 of the 16 and then four of the eight and then none of the final four. So I'm trying to <laughs> trying to link this thing out a little bit. Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. All right. Do you want to know who my pick for national champion is? Absolutely. Do you have a guess? Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably the Wolverines. Absolutely, I've ridden them this far, and I realize this is a long shot. Like I realize that it is far more likely not to happen than it is to happen. But I think they're they're gonna have to win one, two. They're gonna have to win four really hard games. So it's probably a really stupid decision. But I think getting to the Sweet 16 is a cakewalk for them. Mm -hmm. Montana and Houston, no disrespect. We're going to win. We should win those games. Um, They may be close, but we should win those games. Then we have, according to my bracket, North Carolina, Xavier, and Virginia, or Cincinnati, which I could see that game going totally either way. I didn't realize Cincinnati's defense was as good as it was. and then I have them against Villanova in the finals. Um, now, would I love to see Michigan, Michigan State in the finals? Absolutely, because we've already beaten them twice by double digits. So that's not even a game. But 
I am being hopeful. I'm not being logical. So you, you, my friend, have been the logical one, and I've been the emotional one this time around. So we'll check back in next Sunday and see how we stand. Yeah, and and, and like I said, I I don't expect it to happen, but I'm gonna back them because it's a solid team, and they've been playing really well. And once you get into, you know, the saying, just get to the playoffs. Anything after that, who knows what can happen? And that's what this tournament is famous for. Once you get to the tournament. Anything can happen. Absolutely. So, speaking of anything can happen, uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite memory of March Madness? Well, you know, as we've discussed before, the Cornhuskers have never been in it. Or, excuse me, they've never won a game. But my alma mater, the Hilltoppers. Um, of Western Kentucky. Of Western Kentucky. Five years ago, actually six years ago, twenty. Uh, 12, they were not supposed to even probably win a game in their conference tournament, and it ended up winning the conference tournament, got sent to Dayton, and I believe pulled off the largest comeback with less than five minutes to go in a NCAA tournament game uh, in front of President Barack Obama and uh, British Prime Minister David Cameron there in Dayton, because how can you not want some Mississippi Valley State in Western Kentucky basketball when you visit the states there prime minister cameron <laughs> um, but um i would actually probably go back 10 years absolute favorite memory i was fortunate enough to cover the hilltoppers uh, for the student newspaper and was sent to tampa for a west regional matchup between the hilltoppers and the drake bulldogs the drake team that was supposed to be like the mid the mid major giant killers that year, mm-hmm. and uh, a young man from Eddyville, Kentucky, which you'll have to get a magnifying glass up to find Eddyville. <laughs> Ty Rogers um, hit a uh, three pointer as time expired um, to take down the Bulldogs. The Hilltoppers given up like a fifteen point lead in the final minutes. Drake was this crazy good shooting three point team, and uh, they let it slip out of their hands. And then in overtime. Uh, Ty hit it from the corner, and I was actually on that end of the court on press row. And so it happened <clears throat> somewhat in front of me. But it's one of those things, like, I'll pull it up on YouTube and watch it sometimes. And, um, yeah, it, it did, like, be there in person for that moment is just crazy. And the, the magnitude of it all, and it's like, here's one team, their season's done, and another team advances on. So that's probably um, up there. I mean, every year there's always some, you know, crazy moment. But, um that, that to me, is is the one that stands out. What about you? Well, mine will not compare to that in any possible way. Uh, that sounds amazing. And I did not know that story. That's really cool. Um, that's super awesome you got to experience that. Um, mine, for me, um, is the first half of the 2013 National Championship game and Spike Albrecht just going bonkers. And then asking Kate Upton out on a date later after the game, which I thought was hysterical. Didn't work out for him. She married Justin Verlander. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, the growing up uh, in Michigan, um, the Fab Five when was when I was like five and six years old. And then after that, the program, rightfully so, took a major hit. And took you know, almost 20 years to come back to relevancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up as a Michigan fan, you know, 40 minutes from the campus, it was all about football because that was when Lloyd Carr was there and we were perennially in the top 10, you know, 
uh, splitting national uh, national championships with your school, Nebraska, um, challenging for the Big Ten, actually competing against Ohio State, which is, you know, at this point, you know, uh, old, you know, that's history. Um, but then John Beeline shows up at, at Michigan and slowly but surely starts to turn the program around and starts to get better recruits and better recruits. and starts to win games with kids he has no business winning games with. He had to start from, you know, the bottom as, as much as a Big Ten school can start from the bottom. He wasn't, he wasn't getting one-star and two-star recruits, but three-star and four-star recruits. Very rarely was he getting a five-star recruit or, like, three of them. And that team happened to have a lot of four- and five-star recruits um, and a lot of glue guys like Spike, Spike Albrecht, who was mm-hmm. an undersized, you know, uh, less athletic. Like, I don't want to demean the kid. He played b- basketball at Michigan at the highest level, but he was not Tim Hardaway. He, he does not, not pass the airport test. Yeah, exactly. He's not Nick Stauskas. He's not, you know, Glenn Robinson III. He's he's a kid who was given a moment off the bench in a national championship game and made every single second of it count. And so that's my favorite memory, but it's also my worst memory because just recently we played Louisville in that game. It may have an equally compelling story about their player that broke his leg and and – like so the stories of these two teams was like perfectly set up to make this very dramatic emotional competitive final and Louisville won and they were the better they were the better team that day but just recently it came out there was a bunch of really really nasty stuff going on at Louisville and they had to abdicate that national championship right and as the other team in that game as i'm sure i've talked about before like that sucks you know yeah absolutely so so it's it's simultaneously my favorite and also recently my least favorite. So the first half of the game is my favorite, and then what I found out about a few weeks ago, you know, my least favorite. But I'm going with my boys again, so we'll see. That, you can't go wrong with them in March. We learned that. Uh, we learned that last week. Indeed. Uh, what will your uh, your your viewing setup be for the weekend? Well, okay, so I. Just earlier tonight, realized I do not work at all on Thursday, and I do not work until five thirty on Friday. So I'm going to be watching a lot of <laughs> all those two days. So what I will, so I have YouTube TV is my TV provider of choice, mm-hmm. and um, I will be on. I'll have my um, my television, and then I will have my iPad for any games that are overlapping that I care to see. But two screens is about all I can handle. I can't do the I can't do the picture in picture or the 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 you know quad view of four games, you know, that are tiny. That's just I, I wind up not watching anything at that point. Yeah, I'm with you. And um I saw this year where they're actually introducing like a red zone style channel. Like so it'll be like when we were little and the, the games were only aired on CBS and they would just flip from game to game themselves, we didn't have the option of, of choosing between the four channels. So that, that might be an interesting way to view it, but I, I think I'll still go with maybe just selecting a game or two and then keeping an eye on the scores at the top of the screen. If something looks compelling, then, then flipping it over. Cause I'm with you. Uh, it's two is about the maximum. Uh, and then three, it just gets too busy and, and overwhelming. But 
Yeah. And honestly, the only reason I do two is because generally there, there's only two games that I'm interested in. And I'll have the second one on the iPad with the audio off. And I will only really look at that one when there's a commercial on my television. I, I would agree with that. Approach. Unless, of course, we're getting the crunch time and things get really interesting. But, you know, there's just so much basketball the first weekend that I'd rather I'd rather watch and like dedicate myself to one or two games and then catch the highlights of the others because I'm really not terribly interested in like a first round matchup between, you know, um Auburn and Charleston. I don't care who wins that game. Right. You know, but I do want to see uh I don't know, uh Clemson, New Mexico State. That could be good. Yes. Or uh Virginia Tech, Alabama, that, that could be a number of ways. And uh, you said New Mexico State. That is my – that's my crazy upset. So um, New Mexico State, I believe, into the, the Sweet 16. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I have them over Clemson, but I have Auburn winning the next game. But, again, I have never seen Auburn nor New Mexico State play this season. So I'm just going off of numbers. Yep. Gotta do what you gotta do. Well, I, and again, it's not like my bracket's gonna, you know, do anything for me other than it's just fun. It's just fun, predict, and right. see what your guesses do. Um, you know, manly bragging rights over nothing you have control over, <laughs> and then get beat in the office by someone who has never watched college basketball all season long, mm-hmm. and picked by the colors of the school or their mascots. Yes. Or if it's like a favorite place they like to visit, whatever. Yeah, just <laughs> awful criteria. Well, that's the fun, and hence why they call it madness, because it can drive you into it if you are not, uh, you know, uh, yeah. emotionally stable. <laughs> yep. What time does uh, what time does Michigan play? You know, honestly, I haven't looked at the schedule of the games. I've just looked at the bracket. You know what? I think they're late. Are they Thursday or Friday? I think they're late, whatever day they are. Um, let's see. Does this this doesn't tell me when they play? That's not helpful, Yahoo. Yeah, I I, I don't know the actual schedule. Um, I again, like I said, I finished my bracket about twenty seconds before we started recording. So, I am the I am the irresponsible podcast host in that sense. I know the the Jayhawks play at one o'clock on Thursday, so that will shoot all productivity in this town um, for the remainder <laughs> of the day. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. But they're playing Pennsylvania. Like, come on! No, don't get me wrong. I would love for Pennsylvania to be the first sixteen seed to win for like a litany of reasons, but it's not going to happen. So you never know. I think it'll happen in our lifetime. Oh, for sure it will, but. We've had some really close calls. Yeah, yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, could it be that game? I guess we'll have to wait uh, till Thursday to find out. Uh, before we go, I've got the NASCAR nugget for the week. Yes, this is my – I can't believe this is three weeks in a row. This is so good. <laughs> uh, you, you won't believe what I'm about to tell you. I Okay. I'm Not, I'm not only has the NASCAR nugget been around for three weeks now, but um, Kevin Harvick – in Seriously, the, again? In the Jimmy John's 4, he won again this past weekend in Phoenix. So this is a, freaky fast. This is three in a row. However, last week in Vegas, that victory was vacated because um, 
they found some little bit of a engineering uh, bending of the rules um, with the the roof of his vehicle, and so um, he he still won the race, but uh, he was docked some points. But still, a three peat, which actually isn't quite as rare. I, I don't have it in front of me as to how often it happens, but it's not quite as rare as you think it is in a, in a situation where you have thirty five or forty racers given a. Uh, on a given race, so on to uh, Fontana they go and uh, where? Fontana, California Auto Club oh. Speedway. Okay, there we go. And we are um, just a few weeks away from Bristol, and then um, a few more weeks away from um, the big race, the the big race in prime time here at Kansas Speedway, in which I will be in attendance. You might have to report live from the Kansas City Motor Speedway. Have you ever seen anyone report in a hurricane? Because that's what it's going to sound like. Well, you know, for the authenticity and the, you know, the personal uh, bend you will put on it, I think it's worth the background noise of a bunch of angry cars turning left. It puts hair on your chest when they come around for the first time. I got plenty of that. I'm good. <laughs> but I don't. Um, well... We should get our rest because, um, well, St. Bonaventure's here in the, the final minutes. They are trying to pull away from UCLA, but uh, we have a busy four days ahead. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I feel like we're going to have uh, a ton to talk about uh, next week when we get back together. So um, until then, watch a lot of basketball, and we'll be back soon. Bye. See, see you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of day to listen to this episode of Sportsball. We really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with either Andrew or I, you can do so uh, in a number of ways. The first way would be on Anchor itself. You can call in and leave a voice message uh, to our show while you're listening and tell us uh, what we got right, what we got wrong, what your opinion is, what your insight is, and then we can play that on the next episode and share that with the rest of the listeners. So that's a really cool way for you to get involved and for us to meet you and to learn from you and uh, you know share in the love of sports. Secondarily, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Andrew is at Robinson Andrew. I am at Cam Brennan. And because this show is a product of Super Megacorp, you can email us hello at Super Megacorp if you've got something uh, in the long form that you'd like to share. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Sportsball.